Disclaimer. The following podcast includes adult content topics, some profanity, and Bridgerton spoilers. Duh. Dearest gentle listeners, have you heard the news? Welcome everyone to our podcast called Buzz of the Ton, where we talk all things Bridgerton. My name is Caitlin, and I'm your host for episode five of the podcast. Joining me today, I have five other lovely ladies. We have Sarah. Hey. MC. Hey. JP. Hey, guys. Alondra. Hey. And Mia. What did it do? <laughs> How's everybody doing today? Doing good. Doing good. Wonderful. We're happy to awesome. be here. Yeah, very yeah. excited. So in today's episode, we are going to continue our couples analysis. Today's episode is going to focus on Canthony's, aka Kate and Anthony, their relationship in season two. We know that there are a lot of Canthony fans out there, us included. And we do want to point out that we will be doing an in-depth analysis of season two in the future, but it's just been so busy with the hype for season three, but it is in the works. So with that being said, Today, Alondra is going to cover some of the good aspects of Kate and Anthony's relationship. Mia is going to go over some of the not-so-good parts of their relationship. And Sarah is going to discuss what we hope to see with this couple in the future. Also, make sure you stay tuned to the end for some news and social media shout-outs. So, we're going to go ahead and start with Alondra. All right. So for the first aspect, I kind of want to talk about their intense personalities. Now with their intensity, they know how to calm each other down in tense situations. And not everyone can do that in a relationship. So the way I see their relationship is it's not really about changing who they are as individuals. And it's more about them accepting who they are as people oh I like that absolutely yeah what do you ladies think about this part of their dynamic yeah I thought that the the whole season was them it was it was very very intense um but I thought that both of them challenged one another Mm -hmm. um to accept different opinions and you know eventually like they did learn how to kind of meet in the middle but you know also just be very honest and open like with like what they thought and since they're both very strong-headed you know like it's it kind of works out for them just because like they kind of know how to calm each other down mm-hmm. yeah I uh I think that's kind of one of my favorite parts of the um enemies to lovers trope is that I, I think it seemed, and especially with this couple, it seems like the things that they disliked about each other in the beginning were things that were similar to themselves. Mm-hmm. So it kind of started out with self-hate. And in the end, by loving each other, they also learned to love themselves. And I thought that that was mm. very yeah. well done. Very I didn't even think about it like that, JP. It yeah, was a lot of self-hate. It was a, a, yeah. or a lot of like, or a lot, a lot of like, you know, I, a lot of pressure on being perfect yes. and like not mm-hmm. doing enough to, to be this ultimate person for the family. Right. And they both took that up on themselves in a way. I mean, Anthony kind of had to, yeah and I think Kate probably felt like she kind of had to, but um, I think by accepting each other, they accepted themselves. And I just like that. I think that's mm-hmm. kind of cool. Sorry. That's so sweet. Cool thing All right, so the next aspect is their competitiveness. 
I wanted to bring up the point that Edwina just wasn't a match for Anthony because, well, one of the reasons is because she didn't like that competitive side of Anthony. Um, she seemed more mm -hmm. reserved and she wanted everyone to get along. So again, another reason why Kate and Anthony are the perfect match. Absolutely. Charithra, first of all, played Edwina to perfection. And yes. Edwina gets a lot of hate. And I don't yeah. think Edwina yeah. deserves all that hate. <laughs> I think Edwina yeah. was who I Edwina agree. needed to be. And he, she was who she was taught to be. So, um, and Charithra, again, beautiful, beautiful job. Well, I um, love how, I love how different they made Edwina from, from Kate because it really showed like Kate is the right person right. for Anthony, not yeah, Edwina. Right. And I'm glad that they, in the end, made Edwina have her own thoughts and not just yes. babbling yes. off like what she was taught. You know what I mean? Yeah, so absolutely. I'm really glad that they added that in to make her mm -hmm. look strong, which she should be. Absolutely. And I think by being a nice, friendly person does not mean you're not strong. Right. And that yeah. brought that home. But I think Edwina also, the fact that she doesn't like confrontation and the Bridgertons are all about confrontation. Yeah, <laughs> right. yeah, they are. So I think that was a really good scene with the Pall Mall and how well Kate fit in when Edwina maybe necessarily would not have been the best fit, even though she's a great person. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So moving on to the next aspect, um, they both have a similar passion of duty. So they both want to protect their family, but it's kind of like a double-edged sword because but it's beautiful how they protect the ones that they love. Mm -hmm. And that moment in episode seven, when Anthony and Kate uh, talk about how everything they do is for their family. And Kate says that he has to stop, you know, everything, everything that he's doing and pursuing her. And Anthony says, well, before what, before we both finally do something for ourselves. Mm -hmm. And I love that that part. Right? Yeah, that's beautiful. And in that moment, I thought, you know what, they deserve to be selfish and to make decisions mm -hmm. based on their own happiness. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I was, I was going to say, I felt like um, that was the one thing that kind of drew me to them was that the whole idea of their roles being similar. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah. I thought that's what really made their connection better because it was like, that was what they shared. And I felt like he didn't get that in season one. He was, it was like, I like how they brought that part out. Like they basically found who was exactly like him even though they were different but they were so similar they were like soulmates that, that is yeah. the thing like I love how they made everyone that like Anthony was like supposed to be with so different from Kate because they made Kate so special you know yeah. it made and it, and it kept like it helped me like root on Kate because Kate is just like a very special person like you said JP like she's competitive she fits right in you know everything yeah. about her I feel like Anthony and Kate both had to like grow up too early. Yes. You know, like mm -hmm. they both absolutely, you know, both of them, like Kate's parents died. Anthony's dad died and they both ended up like kind of assuming like a parental role. So mm -hmm. I think they both really relate to each other with that. Mm -hmm. And I thought it was kind of interesting that it took kate longer than anthony to come around because anthony kind of came mm. around before kate and usually in like these types of tropes it's the guy that takes longer to come around mm -hmm. rather than the woman so i just thought that was an interesting uh point that they threw in there that kate took a while to figure it out 
Yeah. yeah, I completely agree. And I think the 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 fact that Kate is such a strong woman and she's so strong-willed mm-hmm. that she didn't let herself feel right. that way because she almost it was almost like she felt love was a weakness mm-hmm. when it's really a strength. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I think their growth for both of their characters was exponential in finding each other. I think they had a beautiful love story, in my opinion. I just wanted to bring up the point that Anthony was forced to be the man of the house and to take on mm-hmm. that role but with Kate she kind of just took it upon herself because Edwina still had her mom you know yeah mm-hmm. and I don't know I just wanted to bring that up I thought that was interesting that's kind of beautiful yeah. too well, because she's so strong yeah yeah Kate is so strong yeah and she kind of lets Anthony know that you know it's okay to be that to be that for your family whether or not it's by birth order or just because it's who you are and that's part of who he is and that's fine that's great it's wonderful all right so moving on let's talk about the sexual tension between them (laughs) oh my god they had the best (laughs) the best tension literally it drove everyone in the fandom crazy it was literally top tier next level and from the from the moment they met they had like this playful banter between them and it was an instant like attraction so like they Mm -hmm. connected but they also connected intellectually emotionally not just sexually so I think that's the difference uh, Mm -hmm. between you know for example um, Anthony and Sienna which we'll talk about a little bit more towards the end so what do you what do you girls think I had such a hard time watching season two the first time because I'm a very impatient person. And with all this tension going on, I was like, oh my God, just get to it, please. And it didn't happen until the last episode. It was a very Um, slow burn. Which is interesting that I like pollen because it's the slowest (laughs) burn. The slowest burn of all. um, Two seasons. I I had to watch this season twice because the second time I was like, okay, I know it's going to happen. I can calm down and like really get into the season. And so, um, yeah, I just, that was hard to watch (laughs) the first time. Yeah, I don't. I'm like I've said it before like I'm so dramatic like because I love telenovelas so much so like watching this like I was like throwing shoes I was like oh my god just get together be in her shoes or MC in her shoes (laughs) but I just really really love like I love this this season so much I rewatched it like embarrassingly embarrassingly enough to say like maybe like 20 times like I'm not joking like <laughs> you and quote I it. couldn't and that, right. yes I can actually yeah I can Wait, no I can quote it too so you're not alone I, I can quote okay. it okay um yeah. yeah no I I really really love the whole the whole burn and just re-watching it again I just I don't know it's like it's super beautiful to me yeah I agree I feel like <laughs> that scene where they're at the party the only thing the only, I'm I'm glad about it but the only thing that drove me nuts about that slow burn was like when they were at that garden party at the Bridgerton house and then she gets stung by the bee and they're trying to act like they don't know what oh happened my God. and I'm like <laughs> in that moment I was like point. he was just like she was like I got stung he was like Oh, oh okay and then okay. the only thing and that's the thing about Edwina was because it was like I I know she she is a strong character but that was the only thing that drove me nuts about her was like mm-hmm. literally forcing this man into this woman's face because 
like it was just so crazy to me but their little even in that tension it was like he was like you know he was like women can't shoot and she was like we can or we won't and he was just like what what is happening <laughs> oh right and, and benedict's face throughout the yeah benedict did it right it was so like that whole that is like one of my favorite scenes besides the band of your ex- the vein of my existence but that scene i can quote that scene like the back of my hand because mm-hmm. it, it is the funniest scene because she was just like what did you, did you, what tell you mean and then he's, right she's like i got stung and he's like, oh, he's like oh. okay. <laughs> i'm just like oh my gosh but yeah it just shows that they had like it was already starting to fester that that feeling was already starting to fester especially when they go on the hunt and then you, they get, they ride the horses and then it's like the riding the horses is erotic apparently because they got off the horses and it's like, oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, I thought the sexual tension was just oof, next level. It was, it was, it next was level, passion. but it was frustrating. Yes, Very it was frustrating, frustrating but yeah. it was, it was so passionate that you almost didn't want it to happen until it did because it was like unleashing a tornado or a hurricane. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know like it was it was just so sexy and beautiful when they finally did get what they'd been longing for and like we said earlier like a little bit of selfishness is sometimes good you have to be selfish yeah. it's called self-care for a reason because mm-hmm. you have right. to love yourself before you can love anybody else mm-hmm. quote RuPaul but, um, yeah okay it <laughs> but like just to go back to like what I learned that you were saying that they like connect not just sexually intellectually but even emotionally like when they're in the like the library scene and and she like finally understands like why that moment with the bee meant so much for him like I Mm -hmm. felt like with even like like Simone did such a great job with her eyes how she was like oh my god I I was making fun of him and like telling Mm. him that it's just a bee but it's actually like it represents so much more softened in that moment like you could see it she connected yes she connected with him and so most like oh my god I love that part just because you mentioned it I need to um kind of grab onto that whole thing about Simone's eyes Simone and her acting with her eyes she's gorgeous she's beautiful she does the eyebrows girl the The eyebrows eyebrows had so many memes like they they started a movement those eyebrows could (laughs) 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 they really did gorgeous like she's her face is so expressionful that she doesn't need Mm -hmm. to do anything else really and Mm -hmm. it's just very elegant she's a very elegant actress i was gonna also say we never talk about it. I feel like I always just say, but nobody ever talks about the lilies. Like that ending <laughs> part where he told her the lilies, when I found out that she was using lily soap, I was like, this is why he's infatuated. <laughs> yes. And he just hit it with the, that is my favorite quote out of that whole show. Oh my God, show. I totally missed that. How is the that? lilies? Oh my God. When he smelled oh her. God. Yes. Lilies. <laughs> what? Okay. He Our our episode today is called The Lily and the Viscount. Lilies! Ooh, yes! yes. yes. <laughs> I, wonder, I wonder if there was a shortage for lily-scented soap at the oh. time. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Thinking that uh, right Anthony this. Bridgerton is going to come take me and sweep me off my feet if I bathe in lily soap. <laughs> I believe <laughs> it. <laughs> I mean, they have a lot of Bridgerton merchandise you can buy. They should have 
gave us Lily soap. They gave us all the. Oh my god! That would have been a great uh, <laughs> plug. That would have been great. You know how <laughs> flower you know shop how they, everything. Right? Yes. You know how they do tea? They should just like do the perfumes, like all the women. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. oh my god. Hey Shonda. <laughs> <laughs> you imagine <laughs> what can you imagine what pollen would smell like oh my oh, god, god. Uh, do you know oh. how pollen would smell dirt oh we've talked about this water, like, <laughs> he would smell like an ocean wood. from from traveling oh but then he would also smell Salt. like like sandalwood i don't know why i keep saying sandalwood Every time like I'm what about like sandalwood and ocean he's got like a what about water. lemonade Yes, that would be the yeah. scent. Her scent would yeah. definitely be fruity. Like it would yeah. be like a fruity, but he would fruity be all ocean. Yeah, fruit and flower. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So, <laughs> moving on to the next aspect, I kind of want to talk about how Kate is a strong ass woman. Okay. Yes. And it's exactly what Anthony needs. Yes. Um, yeah. And I started thinking about how it brings this balance to the relationship because if it was Anthony in control like all the time I don't think it would have worked um Anthony and also Anthony likes a strong woman so obviously you know obviously because he did fall in love with Kate um so this was a really good match and you know there no relationship is perfect but Kate is strong enough to speak her mind and to hold her own in a conversation or argument with Anthony. Absolutely. Anthony needs somebody that can call him out mm. on his shit because he does have a lot of shit sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, and, and Kate can 100% do that. They're perfect. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was going to say to that because I was thinking about Sienna and the difference between Sienna and Kate is because I feel like Sienna was a strong woman because she did hold her own. Like she was like, I'm not mm-hmm. going to allow you to keep doing this to me. But I feel like with Kate, the difference between it is she was willing to fight. It was like mm. Kate was willing to get into the ring with him and be like, like from the beginning, like fight with him, even from just meeting him in the park. It was like, you think you're better than me? No, I don't think you're better than me. And it's like, oh no, you're doing this. It's like, oh no, I'm doing this. And it's like that, it's like that's what made it was like that's what made them perfect because I think he needed someone that was similar to him in that way, but loved him or was planning mm-hmm. on to love mm-hmm. him, but also like that fight for him too because she she kind of fought for him even though he had to fight in the end and realize that he was in love with her but I think or you know or whatever but that was the one thing that Sienna didn't do because when he went back for Sienna she was like no I moved on I'm done Mm -hmm. but with this it was like right but for this it was like when Kate finally came up to him and was like let's do this like let's dance and he's like I don't see anybody in this room but you like it's just me and you so yeah that was a beautiful scene, by the way. Mm-hmm. Wrecking ball. So beautiful. All right. So my last uh, aspect of Anthony and Kate's relationship has a little bit to do with Sienna and how their relationship didn't work. Um, but I don't really like to call it a relationship. It was more of like a situationship, in my mm-hmm. opinion. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Friends That's with exactly benefits. Yep. <laughs> agreement. Right. And, you know, I understand that from Sienna's point of view, that situation didn't offer any type of security. So, you know, he, he did say he didn't want to see her anymore at the, um, in episode one of season one. And during those times, someone like Sienna in her line of work, you know, she had to do what she had to do and secure her future 
living in a society where basically she was shunned. Um, so this just proves that yes, he cared about her, but not enough to face society and be in a public relationship, marriage with her. Um, so in my opinion, he never, I want to say he never loved her. He cared about her a lot though. Um, no, I agree. I just saw yeah. sexual chemistry. Um, and he also felt this type of um, responsibility of taking care of her too. Uh, but yeah. before moving on to Kate and Anthony and why they're so right for each other, what are your thoughts on the whole Sienna and Anthony situationship? I think they put that that in there because Anthony needed a not something to grow from, right? Because Sienna is not in the books, right? No, she is. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. she is. is she? she is. See, but I not, read the in, book. not the extent yeah. that she is. It's like okay. There's a scene where she they had an affair and he meets her and they like talk about it that's about it okay i mean like the whole reason that she's there though is for him to grow and realize what he does need right Mm -hmm. um and kind of realize that yeah it is a situationship not love Mm -hmm. um so i think that's a good i'm glad that she was in season one to show that and that's kind of like with marina and colin marina was for him to grow so i guess (laughs) <laughs> Rose, <laughs> I know we're real salty about it, but he still went back in the second. But we not gonna talk about it. Um, no, nope. we not gonna talk about it. Um, but we will talk about Sienna and the fact that I thought that relationship was very lustful, but mm-hmm. I feel like that was their. You like I always say, like the relationships are love, and I think we talked about this earlier about how like relationships are more than just like sexual chemistry and stuff like that and I felt like that's what was missing from that relationship was the because because they were so different and I also feel like she kept like allowing she kept instead of just saying like you know I'll do whatever if she is to me it shows if she truly loved him she would have been like I don't you know I don't care I like especially when he offered to take her to the ball and didn't care what anybody said which sounds similar to another story which is Benedict's story but we're not going to get into that but he was willing to take her out and show everybody and I felt like even in that moment she still was like not confident enough for Mm -hmm. this even though it was Anthony Bridgerton he was very popular this could have changed a lot of thought process for people but in the fact it didn't care but I felt like that's what they were missing like this this surface level of like respect for each other almost but Mm -hmm. then it was like the lust though the lust was on point it was like yeah that was all they really had and that's why I always say like you said it's like a situation ship but it was mostly like lust it was mostly just lust it was yeah. all mm-hmm. lust can I just say I'm glad they put it in because it happens to women all the time mm-hmm. but when he slept with her and then dumped her <laughs> yeah oh that was cold I was yeah. cold so bad um, yeah. and I think that Anthony it was very important for his character to grow. And I think that Kate helped him grow. So mm-hmm. um, yeah, that, that, oh, I couldn't get over that. <laughs> that was just too yeah. much. No, no thank you. It was rough. No yeah. was. So on the flip side, we have Kate and Anthony. They obviously do have sexual chemistry, but they also have other things in common, like the family dynamics, their competitive edge. They have great conversations. They they love being in that, um, not argumentative, but um, 
what's the word I'm looking for? Kind of like debating, going back mm-hmm. and forth. Um, and there's so many other aspects to their relationship. And the fact that they feel safe enough to let their guards down and be vulnerable, I think it's such a beautiful thing because they both seem like characters that keep their guard up 24-7. They don't want to let, let people in. And, you know, they did that. So what do you ladies think? Um, so I f- I'm happy that they kept the sexual things till the end of the season because Anthony and Sienna was all about the sexual Mm -hmm. chemistry whereas well like the sex in general whereas Kate and Anthony's was more about their personalities connecting and then in the end that's when the sexual chemistry came in so I think that was an important thing for them to show that's a good point it's also funny that you also mentioned that you um were hated that part in the beginning I did (laughs) I was thinking let's just get to it but it's it was necessary it was necessary right yeah and I realized that the second time I watched it that's so true I think the sexual tension between Kate and and Anthony and the sexual tension between Sienna and Anthony is very different like with Mm -hmm. uh Sienna it was just like at it and that was it Mm -hmm. lust you're right but with Kate like Johnny Jonathan Bailey is such an amazing actor but the way that he did that sex scene at the end was beautiful like the way he breathed the way he looked at her the way he touched her it was so sexy but it was love and it was very well done Um, it it was just so good but I also want to say (laughs) that (laughs) this show is known for um representation We've talked about that many times. We're going to talk about it because that's a big part of the show and it's very Mm -hmm. important. But can I just say the fact that they have a openly gay actor playing the lead role in a female gays show about romance and he stepped up and did wonderful. And I thought like it's, it's always been like that, but now finally somebody's gotten a chance to show that they can actually act and be a good actor and show exactly what you need to see and he like i lust after him he's gorgeous i know he's gay but right. still beautiful <laughs> i that don't was mean shocked. nothing i was like he's gay that don't mean <laughs> nothing i'm sorry it don't and, and i and nothing it doesn't, you're right it doesn't, it doesn't it don't mean, mean nothing because <laughs> he's still fine he knows he's fine oh, like yeah. Yeah. Do. He yeah, he's knows beautiful this. he's gorgeous he's women yes. like lusting after him men lusting after him he's just <laughs> he's a whole package yeah. <laughs> he is a whole triple threat um <laughs> i was gonna say that um yes there that that ending scene just every time like i think about it because that's like my favorite scene it's like my favorite moment when they're and and i always say like towards the end like even though i felt like that scene was kind of like provoked because in that moment when they got the lady whistle down i felt like she was thinking about him and he was thinking about her you could just tell like when he left the room the look in his eye was like I don't care about this I just want to see Kate like I don't really care about this and then I felt like her leaving even though she was like Edwina her and Edwina had had that little schmeal it was like Mm. I want to see Anthony right now and the only way we can see each other is we're not in this room so I don't know if they did like a, a a signal. I don't know, but I felt like like that was so odd for them to end up in the same exact place at the same exact time. And then him to for him to say, my family is literally on the brink of woman and all I could a ruin and all I could think about is you. And I'm just like, y'all planned this. This is a plan. Y'all, that was a yeah. plan. 
so I I agree. Like their their chemistry and the way they did that, it was just and the way he broke it down to her and confessed it to her and how he loved her and everything. It was just it was it was beautifully written. It was just Mm -hmm. performed amazingly. I mean, literally, it was beautiful. Um, so yeah, that their their whole that was the one thing that drew me into them, you know, besides pollen it was like that was the one thing that I loved about Cantony was like their their love for each other and then when you see it at the end too at the very end mm-hmm. and seeing them finally have that moment where they can be together and be open and nobody has to hide anymore like that was just so great mm-hmm. it was gorgeous and also when he um called her by her full name yeah that, that, oh yeah Kathani Sharma. Sharma. that was so gorgeous. beautiful <laughs> And again, oh, representation. Like they showed that she's not Catherine. She's Katani. Katani. Yeah, Katani. Yeah. yeah. So I thought that was so beautiful how they switched that up too. Like because of her, because yes. of her background, and I was just like, yes. y'all better come with the culture. Yes, I love representation. It. Absolutely. Like that was beautiful. Yeah, really was. Very well done. It is now time for Lady Whistledown's Society Grammar School to elevate your eloquence amongst the ton, with today's phrase being capital R rake. So for today's grammar school lesson, we will be talking about the term rake, which is mentioned in the show and the books. So ladies, what do you think the word means? So I think it's someone that uh, rakes up leaves with a rake. <laughs> <laughs> yes, um, you are okay. such a rake. <laughs> but uh, I, I just think it's someone who's a player. Yeah. Someone who's a player. I'm yeah. going to quote the great uh, rakish on page and say, Dang, you took it. Fuck boy. <laughs> I was just about to say, you took it from me, JP. I was going to say what reggae says. <laughs> <laughs> Anybody else want to have another definition of it? Uh, I oh go go ahead, Alondra. Oh no, I was just gonna say. I mean, fuck boy, playboy, man whore. Um, yeah, all of the above. Yep, all of it. Now, is it always just? Is it always just a male that's a rake, or can women also be rakes too? I think what I learned from that was watching the interview that they did. Apparently, a ladybird is a yes. loose woman oh, huh. oh which which according to golda she quite likes that that's what she <laughs> so uh which i thought that was very true because i mean that sounds so elegant it's like the right. elegant way to say you're a whore it's like i love that yeah. like i would love to be called a ladybird rather than a slut or something so i just <laughs> yeah. that's beautifully written but yeah <laughs> also the female version of a gardening tool was called a hoe i guess yes oh, thank you yeah listen <laughs> listen that was amazing a rake a hoe oh my god oh my god mike dropped jp you dropped the mic you got it good you got it. that was that amazing was really good um to me a rake to me is I don't want to always say it's sexual. I feel like a rake can also be like a, just a really mean guy, like a guy Mm. that's like, not like, he's just, he's like, he's not sure of himself all the time. So he acts that way. Like he's like a, like a, like, you know how jocks were in high school. They were like mean sometimes or they thought they were like 
really cool. So I always take that too. Like, is it always like a sexual thing or mm-hmm. is it sometimes like a guy that's like really arrogant and feeling himself, even though these men were not like that, but well, yeah, they kind of were, I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, but yeah, that's what I think of Rikers. All right. Okay. What was it? Okay. So I have my book with, <laughs> I have the Viscount who yes. loved me with the me Viscount right now. who loved me. Chapter one. Um, Lady Whistledown gives us the official definition of a rake. And did you know that there are two definitions of a rake? Yes. There is a rake lowercase, and there's also a rake uppercase. So I'm going to de- define what they mean. So do you say rake, them differently? So capital a rake. Capital R rake. Yeah, capital R rake, and then there's lowercase rake. So this is a lowercase rake. He is youthful and immature. He flaunts his exploits, behaves with utmost idiocy, and thinks himself dangerous to women. Colin. And a capital, a capital <laughs> R rake. I know my thoughts exactly. A capital R rake knows that he is dangerous to women. He doesn't oh. flaunt his exploits Ooh. because he doesn't need to. He knows he will be whispered about. <laughs> he knows he will be whispered about by men and women alike. And in fact, he'd rather they didn't whisper about him at all he knows who he is and what he has done further recountings are to him redundant oh, that's, mm. that's kind of hot <laughs> i like the capital r rig <laughs> i like him he's yeah. confident yes so, so it's the lowercase so it's the baby rake we don't want we don't want baby it's rake. the baby <laughs> rake. baby rake we want grown man rake we don't yes. want baby rake yeah. <laughs> baby rake <laughs> and we're back with some more on kate and anthony's relationship now we're going to shift focus to the more toxic aspects of the relationship so with that i'm going to pass it over to mia all right hello hello everybody so we're going to get into this toxicity because toxicity is real out here it's very mm-hmm. real. And um, we know that things are good, but then without the good, there has to always be the bad. So with that being said, let's get into these toxic aspects of Cantony, because even though they were very, very great, they were very, very toxic. So the first thing we have is because they are so alike, they often butt heads, which is very true. I feel like they that was something that was like their thing. It was like, even when they first met they literally butt heads it was like a race in the park they were trying to race each other in the park and the fact that they were like I'm gonna beat you here and she's like I have a victory lap to enjoy and he's like oh wait she got me it's just it's already toxic from the beginning because they're already and they don't even know each other in that moment and they're already showing some type of toxicity of just trying to compete with each other and butting heads what do you guys think yeah yeah it's like a power struggle is what it is because they're both so used to being the heads of the family of both Mm -hmm. of their families right um so that's what it was it was a power struggle and eventually they got over it thank god but (laughs) it was pretty toxic for at least well probably no no there's there's still questions about the palm hall too like who's the better player that's well at the end at the end of the season they were all they were still (laughs) acting like they did in the beginning but i think at the end of the season they used to like foreplay yes and that's always fun Mm -hmm. (laughs) that that actually led to him saying 
should we take this conversation back upstairs because we're budding now? Yes. Because <laughs> that's what a that's what a grown man rake does. <laughs> Not a baby. all right so the next thing is let's be honest anthony was in fact um courting and then engaged to the point of walking down the aisle to kate's sister now i always hated this part i'm not gonna lie (laughs) it's so toxic because i literally had a whole video about it like he is literally doing like he's like I'm gonna I'm gonna try to avoid my feelings to the point where I'm gonna physically walk down the aisle, look at her sister, <laughs> act like act like nobody is watching me, like my mama and my sister are not watching me, <laughs> and the entire church is watching me, and I'm still going to go all the way to the point where I am going to try to even like talk about committing vows, and the the uh, archbishop is going to this point. And then I'm going to proceed to watch her bracelet fall and then help her pick it up. Like you are just that well, is so toxic. Like he would have gone he would have gone through with it had she not dropped her bracelet too. Yeah, True, he but it's like I think for me that scene was so stressful because like it's like, do you not know that we can see you, sir? We can <laughs> right. see you. We see you, Anthony. Like that is that was just the most that was it was funny but it was toxic because I felt like the two women that he really were just he really was just like avoiding eye contact with his mom and his sister and they knew they were like (laughs) you just really about to do this like you really about to just sit up here and marry this girl no you don't love her like that I can't I can't what do you guys just so it's so funny to me because when I read the book and I realized that he wasn't even courting Edwina in the book yet. Shonda oh, just blew book, it up yeah. and made it so dramatic Dang. and like had oh, him wow. walk down the damn <laughs> Plot aisle twist. and everything. Right? Like that just kills me. Like the drama that she created. That's Shonda. It's so good though. <laughs> it was so good. It was, it was very good. Um, I don't think they need to take it that far though. I, I, <laughs> I, I'm, I, why did they have to make Edwina actually like him? I think it would have been a lot better and I would have been more comfortable with it if they left it like the book and Edwina was immediately yeah. happy for them. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because I do care about Edwina's character. I think she was still at the beginning a very much a girl doing what her family told her to do and mm-hmm. told, looking for what she was told to look for. Um, and I think that her character growth was also very important because she eventually became a woman and started speaking up for herself. And I thought that was awesome. Um, I just love Charithra too. I think she's, yeah. I mentioned that. Charithra yeah. is amazing. She's yes. um, gorgeous. Yeah. And I feel like also with that, with her, as far as like that, Adwina, like, I'm not going to lie for me. Adwina was a struggle. I'm not going to lie. It was a struggle <laughs> for me <laughs> because I was like, I know she's young. I know. And I think that's, I think Kate, uh Kate made the perfect statement to that was that you're not she said something to like your naivety of something like it perceives you or something or like you take it for granted or something in that aspect of like her being so naive she it was like it wasn't I can't think of how she worded it but I get what she was saying it's like you look at your naivety as a bad thing but it's actually a good thing because it helps you learn. Like you being naive actually helps you grow into being more mature. You have to be naive before you're mature. So I feel like in that aspect, she was trying to show her like, it's okay to be this way, but it's like, but then it's like, I felt like it was so clear. Like you didn't, Mm. 
shit. And then when you were <laughs> yeah. like throwing, you were throwing her at him. And then it was just like, oh, it was so stressful to watch because it was like, was. you're throwing him at her, but yet you want him. But then you right. are mad. It was, it was struggle. It was a struggle for me. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. So anything else to that idea of him walking Kate down the aisle <laughs> after he acted like nobody saw him? <laughs> well, to add, to add to your point, the fact that she was naive, maybe she didn't really understand what love was or that mm. look of love was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because theirs was pretty different. It was very like, they're competitive. They're, they're mm-hmm. argumentative. So it was different than maybe what their parents had. Yeah. Um, and so she couldn't recognize the signs and that's why it took her that long. That's very mm. perceptive. I like that. <laughs> yeah, I think that is. helps a lot. Yeah. It was kind of an, like not annoying, but I mean, to a certain extent that she was like, did I not see this? And I was like, yeah, you know, you really didn't see this. It's been like this the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was, that was the struggle for me. I'm sorry. How that can was... you be so oblivious? Yes, yeah. Caitlin, say it. Cause I was just like, there's no, I felt like at the, the wedding, the that family. was <laughs> right. <laughs> I felt like at the wedding, I felt like that was like her moment to be like, even though she, it took her to the wedding to get to that point. I felt like it was just like, I hate that they push it to the wedding. I mm. felt like if she would have saw yeah. it before the wedding, that way she wouldn't even walk down the aisle. Like you did this beautiful entrance and he still looks at your sister acting like nobody sees him. Mm-hmm. But then like he gets to this point where he's still looking at your sister. Now he's envisioning your sister. And then like, I wish it wouldn't have got that far. Like I wish she would have yeah. like saw it like when they were like, um, I can't remember there was a scene before that. Like when they were sitting with the queen, like they were mm-hmm. making heavy eye contact right. when, at that queen thing. And I'm just like, sis, right in front of you. <laughs> then had the nerve to come back and say, was I really truly that blind? See, that was petty of Shonda yes. to put that in there. That was petty of her. Because in that moment, it was like a slap in the face for the character because it was like, you were that blind. The audience member yeah. is like, you dummy, bitch. Like, really? Like, <laughs> like you were, you can't say, I, was I truly that blind? Yes. Yes, you were. Yes, you were. Um, but I still love Edwina. I love her character. No shade towards her, yeah. but it was yeah. just, I was so, it was very frustrating watching her. It really was. Um, yeah. Okay. Now I've said this in the last episode, cause I'm so big on it. Cause I love when we do this thing, say it with me now, lack of communication. Yeah. Lack <laughs> of communication <laughs> is so important. I can't stretch this truth enough in any situation. You must communicate and that is something that Kate and Anthony did not do. They lacked a lot of communication, holding back a lot of things. I felt like they were trying to find ways to communicate, but something always came involved and kind of interrupted it. Um, I felt like if he would have just been open about how he felt, it wouldn't have gotten to the wedding. Even when they got into the into the room where she was where she was hiding from him which I love that scene where she's like running away from him that scene is so funny even when the point where she was hiding from him I felt like in that moment he should have said I love you like I want to be with you but of course we know that you have to get to the end you know to see the beautiful scene so what do y'all have to say about this lack of communication that they appear to have this seems to be the trend in Bridgerton yes with all the couples and I'm um, sure it will be next season too. Yes. Oh, absolutely. I, it's the one, it's the one Bridgerton I, brain cell. 
Right. And yep. I think that, I mean, I think that's like with any relationship though, it's mm-hmm. like, it's interesting that like, that's the basis of all relationships is communication. Mm-hmm. And yeah. obviously we're seeing it in Bridgerton, like the lack of it is what's causing all the problems for the most yeah. part. Um, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. I uh, think we'll see that even more in the future. <laughs> I, 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 I don't think that uh, their yeah. lack of communication was quite as toxic as Daphne You're right. and Simon's. No, it wasn't. Ah, yeah, no, it yeah. wasn't as close to that. I agree. Yeah. yeah. I agree to that. I felt like Daphne and Daphne and, and Simon, they just, I don't even know what they were doing. I felt like they were just like, <laughs> are you sure? Yeah, I'm sure. Okay, I'm sure too. It, like it was even like a conversation at least I can say with these two they did have a moment of communication Mm -hmm. um like I said I think for me it was just like him like like I felt like they all like I felt like they kind of did have a moment of communication even though I felt like for them it was like the beginning was the lack of communication but in that moment they were enemies so it wasn't really a Mm -hmm. point for them to communicate um, but they still found ways to communicate. But I felt like towards the end, they kind of had a moment of breakthrough when they're in the garden and they're, and she basically tells him like, I'm not going to listen to you. Like I, you literally vexed me, sir. Like, I'm not going to listen yeah. to you at all. You like, this is, yes, you vexed me. You literally <laughs> vexed me. And he was just like, okay, I vex you. Bet. Got you. <laughs> <laughs> Got you. But, you know, I just, I agree. They're not as toxic, but I can only imagine what this next season's going to be like, <laughs> that lack of communication. Because <laughs> there's yeah, a lot be of black communication between those two. And mm-hmm. let's just say I'm ready to see it. So yes, absolutely. <laughs> All right. Anything else for this lack of communication that we have? between these two people all right we're gonna go on move on forward to enemies to lovers trope can be very toxic at times absolutely that's the literally it's literally good in the name literally it's good and (laughs) cats and dogs like it is literally the opposite of each other enemies to lovers and I feel like I've never really been a big trope of this. I don't know why. I I'm don't like really... it either. Yeah. Yeah. It's I've never wait, been wait, a wait, fan wait. of this trope. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> this is the trope of Pride and Prejudice. One of the greatest love stories ever. Told. I know. <laughs> I say it, JP. I think I was telling MC this earlier. Like I'm always, I've always been like the friends to lovers trope. Like of yeah. all the books that no, I've I read, that's lovers, what I like the best. You can't beat Darcy and Elizabeth. I feel like I've I feel like I've seen a friend's an enemies to lovers movie it was called um I can't remember but basically they were like work friends and then they didn't like each other and then like eventually they grow into love but I don't know I kind of I kind of like it because I like I think mine's is more on the on the sexual side because it builds so much sexual tension when you act like you hate someone for so long it's like I cannot stand them, but really your feelings is like, you probably want to rip their clothes off or something. So I feel like for me, it's, it's not something that I go for immediately, but it's definitely something that I can see why it's a popular trope. Um, but what do you guys think of that trope? Are you guys like, like, no, I don't, I don't like it. You already know my opinion. (laughs) Right. I don't like it. I don't mind it. I don't. And I could say it's because of Darcy and Elizabeth. Um, (laughs) but <laughs> which I love that I mean, obviously Pride Prejudice is one of my favorite right. books of all time I agree. and stories of all time but um 
I think that it's in the name enemies to lovers. And what is an enemy? It's the opposite of a lover and enemies. Mm-hmm. When I think enemies, it's not just somebody you don't like, it's somebody you loathe and it's somebody you mm-hmm. go out of your way to hurt, which yep. is the opposite of love. So it's, it can be toxic in that aspect yes. that this person has done things to hurt you or harm you or knock you off your path, but still, and I guess that's also kind of the beauty of it though, is that you come back to the point of understanding each other and love is of course better than hate. So it always wins mm-hmm. in the end. At least we and sometimes, and sometimes this trope can go a little bit too far. Like you mentioned about like basically harming someone. I like mm-hmm. there are I mean to lovers where like they'll literally like ruin one person just to get what they want. And it's like, mm-hmm. why are you doing this to me? And it's like, oh, because I love you. That's so toxic. Yeah. Like <laughs> you want to basically blow my car up, but you love me in the process. Okay. <laughs> I can't yeah. go to work. I can't drive case, to work. You want to blow up my carriage? Car. Right, a carriage, right. You're going to blow up my carriage because you love me? That's so toxic. That is so toxic. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, yeah, I agree. All right. And on to the next one. So they both put too much pressure on themselves. Absolutely. Um, I agree to this. Absolutely. Like, especially because I feel like Kate was so pressured on making sure Edwina got a match it was like that was all she focused on that was it was to the point where she was willing to sacrifice her own happiness Mm -hmm. to not to not be with someone just so Kate I mean just so Edwina could find someone and in the process finding someone that she was interested in but acted like she wasn't interested in and even to the point of Antony basically sacrificing his feelings for Kate to be with Edwina because he felt like they understood each other. It's like all this sacrifice, but then I felt like that was tied to him sacrificing for his family and him always willing to give up what he needs to, to do what he has to. So what do you guys think? I was just going to say um, the moment where Anthony knew that she was going to leave. Do you guys think that she would have been a mistress? Mm. if Edwina and Anthony got married that could be a toxic aspect yeah because I think Anthony would have done that like if she didn't go to India I think Anthony would have I don't think Kate would have I think Kate was too good of a person too good of a sister but Anthony though I think he would have given it yeah one for sure I don't think I don't think Kate I don't think Kate would have done it I get what you were saying when he said like we beat me and me marrying your sister and me wanting you yes I don't think Kate would have went but then again I don't know because I felt like in that time you could really do that you could be with someone and marry be married to them and have no sexual or no feelings for them and be with someone else you know I I mean it I mean we saw it in Queen Charlotte so I feel like like you know I feel like it could have been a thing but I felt like because he always quoted I'm a gentleman, even though you're not a gentleman. Um, <laughs> I felt like that's why he wouldn't have done that. And I felt like in mm. that moment, it was like, it's either now or never. What are we going to do? Mm-hmm. And I believe Kate wasn't going to push it that far anyway. So mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah. There's actually kind of, it's, it's a little different in the book. Um, I think it's when, I don't know if she's still, um, if Edwina, if he's still courting Edwina, I can't remember, or if he was engaged to Kate at that point. But he goes into his study with Sienna when she comes to visit, and it's kind of brought up that they had a had had an affair, mm. and she had mentioned something about 
Sienna had mentioned something about like continuing it or something, uh, but he's getting married. He's like, but I don't love my wife. So I, it, it doesn't matter. I don't need to be faithful. The only reason mm. to be faithful is if you love your wife. So mm. I think Anthony would have done it or at least book Anthony would have done it. Cause mm. he expected Kate to stay. Wasn't he kind of mm-hmm. surprised when she was yeah, like, leaving? He's like, wait, where are you going? <laughs> where are you going? Oh yeah. The bar. <laughs> right? Oh my gosh. That's why I think he would have offered that type yeah. of situation to her. So yeah. 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 Be careful, Kate. I might blow up your carriage if you try to leave. Okay. <laughs> and again, that toxicity enemies to lovers. You might yeah. But I love you. I agree. I that that scene that you mentioned, Alondra, about that scene always takes me out. He just got so furious. He was like, What are you leaving? And you just you're not gonna you're not gonna do anything for yourself. No, why do you care? Why do you care? Not why? I have a say in it. Listen. Like you made your choice. You made your choice. Now lie in it. Listen, when yeah. I tell you that season has the most commentary for me, I every time I watch it, I am yelling at the TV like, like, sir, why do you even care what she's doing? Like, you don't want her. Remember, like, it is right. just so much commentary because it's like you want to shake these characters in season two. You do. You want to mm-hmm. shake them, but that's why we love them. We love them so much. Um, yeah. All right, and on to the very last toxic thing. Something that can be very hush hush in good times but when you when you keep it under wraps too much it can cause a lot of uh problems which is also what toxic so with that being said (laughs) when you hold too many secrets it becomes very toxic because one secrets can actually turn into lies because you're holding it back so when you're when you're holding on to a lot of secrets you eventually have to figure out how can i let this person know this without letting them know this guess what i'm gonna lie so i feel like that's i don't want to say that they had a lot of secrets i would say that comparison to season one i feel like that was the perfect example of what i'm talking about of holding too many secrets to the point where you lie about it Mm -hmm. um but i feel like with kate and anthony i i don't know guys this one's interesting what do you guys think was like one of their major secrets that just was like absolutely just no I think it was the whole thing with Anthony's dad because that mm-hmm. kind of because the whole thing what, that happened with Anthony's dad is kind of what made him or made him who he is today mm-hmm. um little slightly off topic the whole secrets thing just reminds me of a quote from the office where it goes where he's talking to the stripper and she goes secret <laughs> secrets are no fun secret secrets hurt someone <laughs> that's hilarious but it's true it is very it is true. true but yeah i think um anthony not telling her about his father and that was a big deal especially when he got when she got stung by the bee and all that drama yeah. so could have yeah. been avoided absolutely um uh, for me i think it comes down to them not being honest with their feelings for each other that could have solved so many problems because they would have been all in to be together and you know it would it would have avoided mm-hmm. that wedding <laughs> so yeah, like why didn't kate ever very just useless tell wedding him? why didn't kate <laughs> right? ever just tell him how she felt like that well, whole scene in the woods sister? where she's basically yeah she's basically begging him to marry her sister and i'm like stop right just oh like, my god yes oh my god just I like mean- love each other enough of this <laughs> I mean, we have to remember they did start off as enemies because of what she overheard. So 
at that mm, point she true. was like you know what i thought this guy was something else but no he's a rake or he's this you know mm-hmm. so. mm, i That's agree i agree i feel like caitlin you made a very valid point to that scene in the woods because again another part where i just wanted to shake shake them it was like you're you're like you could tell i think that was the moment where anthony kind of let his guard down where he was just like i can't he kind of waved his white flag in that moment like it was either her or or adwina and i think he was willing to take her but i think Mm -hmm. because she was so like so full of pride about not hurting her sister because because when adwina told her that she loved him because of what he did for the family it it it, it made it made Kate like okay I can't ruin this for my sister because she loves Anthony now this is different the love is on the table now but at the same time again not to to comfort Edwina I still feel like Edwina was doing stuff because she was told and because she knew that being with Anthony was fine would be security which is the point of being married in this time is finding security so yeah I feel like at the same time it's like it's like in that moment she again sacrifices her feelings because she knows that this is going to not only be damaging but it's also going to hurt my sister so let and, and Anthony coming waving this white flag like I can't do this like I love you I, I I can't do this because I know there's something between us and I can't get you off of my mind but Edwina's just like you know Kate is just like no like you cannot hurt my sister you can't do this yeah. to her and so again sacrificing but also just holding on to those secrets you mm-hmm. know and like she told him this will end no it won't the lies you're lying this <laughs> right. will end this thing between us will end you're lying you're lying right now <laughs> it's a lie mm-hmm. so again like i said don't don't be toxic that's yeah. what i'm going to end yeah. this with do not be toxic toxicity belongs in a waste somewhere in a power plant don't do it <laughs> that's why they call it toxic waste right it's a waste of time (laughs) and you don't want toxic things it's just it belongs in the trash yes and on that one we're going to end it with the toxicity of aspects of kate and anthony yes thank you mia now it has been confirmed that we will see more of kate and anthony in the upcoming bridgerton season three so, Sarah, what are some of the predictions we have for Canthony in the upcoming season? Yeah, so obviously we haven't gotten a ton of updates about Kate and Anthony. Um, we did get some like behind the scenes photos types of things, but um, a lot of the predictions I have are just ones that will just kind of make sense that we think will happen. We did talk a little bit about this with our season three prediction episodes, um, but I think a couple of things that we're going to see is Kate being pregnant um she's expecting um and then we're also I feel like we're gonna see Kate take a big step into her Viscountess role so what are some things you guys think will happen for her to kind of take on the Viscountess role I'm really excited about uh, seeing Kate grow in her her Viscountess role I think Mm -hmm. um I love her character I think she's such a strong woman I think um she was meant for a role like that I think Mm -hmm. um stepping up for her family and taking all of that stuff that she did and like taking that parental role really actually helped her get ready for that so I'm super super excited about that I Mm -hmm. I think when I hope she gets pregnant I hope they have a baby and I hope that 
Anthony becomes a big old softy with his baby. <laughs> I think he will. Aww, he will. <laughs> oh, baby Ant- Oh my God, I can't. <laughs> I just thought about that fan. It's like a fan picture of her and him and like it's like a photo and he's like with a baby in a bathtub and it's like two it's yes like <laughs> yes Aww. darn that fan art yes. <laughs> now we're crying <laughs> um okay so the next one that we think is going to happen is that if they are going to be expecting a baby i think that kate and anthony might feel a little bit more invested into helping the bridgertons to kind of see like what it would be like to be a mother and a father so uh, like we might see Anthony give Colin some fatherly advice, uh, especially since they don't have a father at the time, even though Colin is closer in age to Anthony. Um, what's funny, JV? Sorry, you <laughs> look so excited to talk. Oh, no, because um, I'm just like, uh, listen, Colin, anyway, Colin. Every, time oh, I, yeah. every time you say Colin, it, stre- it stresses me out. Okay, anyways. Um, no, season three it's, lead. <laughs> right, exactly. Don't say Colin. Say season three lead. Yeah, but um, I think I think um Anthony because we definitely saw Anthony kind of be a father figure for Gregory in season two yes. a little bit, but not yeah. necessarily for his other brothers. And I think that would be an interesting role for him to take on. He kind of just um, tells them what to do. No, right, right. Yeah, really so so it'll be interesting was, to see possibly. I was gonna say yes to that. Um two things one I feel like it's going to be a little challenging for them because the Bridgertons are not an easy family even though they act like they're easy they're not an easy family to deal with so no. I feel like Kate is in or for an awakening right like think about I just feel like that's the first person she's going to cling to is Violet she's going to be like what did you do with <laughs> because I don't know what to do um so I, but I know I she deal can, with these children. Yeah, exactly. I know. And then the fact that Colin is still a child in this family. So he's a lowercase R a, rake. Oh, look, yeah. He is a whole baby rake. He's a he baby is rake. a whole baby rake. Like, and I'm just like, sir. And I, I can only imagine Kate, like, what's wrong today, Colin? And it's like, Penelope. And he's like, what about Penelope? What is it? She won't talk to me. What? Are you around? How old are we? Okay. I just, um, but yeah, I just, I think about that. Like it, it gets to be challenging, but I feel like she'll come back mm-hmm. and like dominate it. But I, I really feel like she's, she's going to be like, Violet, I, we need a meeting. <laughs> we need to talk about this because you didn't tell me this was prepared when I signed up for this role. You didn't tell me this. <laughs> I well, think Kate's like, going to turn into the family therapist. She really is. <laughs> she is. Well, kind of adding on to that. Um, so since we, so since Anthony might kind of take on the fatherly role, um, and obviously she's a new Viscountess, so she's the new head of the family. Um, she's going to be. Uh, I think she's going to kind of take on a motherly role because one Edwina's not going to be in the picture for her anymore um mm-hmm. so she might want to kind of pawn that off onto somebody new possibly um and so I think it's going to be Francesca or Eloise especially since she's yeah. going to be introducing Francesca for her season mm-hmm. um as a new Viscountess so um and especially if we're going to get more of Francesca's character which I really hope we do that would be really interesting oh, yeah absolutely I think um, we will. yeah, yeah so kind of take on like that older sister uh role from Edwina and putting that onto Francesca or Eloise or even mm. Penelope at this point too yeah 
I think they're going to form a good friendship, Kate and yeah. Penelope. In the mm-hmm. book, they have a really good, a uh, really good story. I just, I hope that there's some of that in there. Mm-hmm. I was going to say the same thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I, I do see her kind of latching onto Eloise. I don't know why, because remember her and Eloise mm-hmm. kind of made a connection. Yeah, that's how they do. So I kind of see her latching on because Eloise is also a strong character. So kind of toning her down a little bit, saying like, Eloise, like, you like someone or you know you might feel some money you know I feel like she's gonna kind of tone that down for her because we all know Eloise is a little bit she's a much do you think but that? she's too much <laughs> I love her but she's she's too much do you think that Kate is gonna be the back and forth person between Penn and Eloise yeah like trying well, to like okay, yes. okay absolutely Penelope, come on over we're gonna like <laughs> right. make you guys work it out Right. you know what though if it. anything if anything kate could be the person that like sends each of them a letter and says all right i yeah. need yes. you here oh, that would be so cool <laughs> that would be kind of cool like being the bridge between their friendship right. to right. heal. Yeah. i like that yeah. even though i'm still like eloise needs to grow they both kind of need to grow up but i'm just yeah. like yeah they gotta they gotta heal in some way where they're better but then penelope's about to be a whole married woman so whole ass woman yeah, yeah. like mm-hmm. i don't know <laughs> Oh, Especially after that mirror scene. <laughs> um, oh, do you guys, she is going to grow that. up. Do you guys um, have anything else you want to add for any predictions? It's just, it's hard to go off of stuff because, you know, they're not the main focus of season three, but. Um, yeah. Do you think we'll get, um, I think we'll get a couple sex scenes from them. <laughs> a yes. couple. Oh, yeah. Yes. yeah. I think so. Yeah. I feel like the whole first episode is definitely going to be. The, I don't know yeah. why. Did yeah. they like take like, a six month honeymoon or something? <laughs> Yes. yeah right <laughs> like I feel like we're gonna see that you know how they do like a montage of like a replay or something I feel like that's what we're gonna get like a heavy montage of just them in different places and yeah. it's just gonna be a lot and yeah a lot to open up a show for episode one already coming out the gate on episode one absolutely yeah. just I, I really I just seeing them be head of household for me just seeing that as like and then like but then also I mean this and this has nothing to do with Cantony really quick but just to see Lady Violet kind of step back as the dowager and then see her step into this role and then to see them be head of household to see them parent and like deal with all of them because they still have to deal with Heiser they still have to deal with Gregory and I just you know and then if they are having children they they have to deal with that so just to see how they're going to be as parents just how they're going to co like co-parent or coexist with each other like how they're going to do this like is there going to be a lot of arguing are they going to be like well you need to do this well I can already see what kind of father you're going to be because you're the fun father I can't wait to see that little banter that they still have yeah. because that's what kind of made them their character is that mm-hmm. banter so yeah. yeah yeah I think they'll definitely still have some banter but I'm excited to see them be a team because all of season two they were against each other Mm, and fighting so i think that they could make great things when they work together you know on the same team Mm -hmm. um and then i also wanted to oh do you think so since the dowager is going to like violet's going to step back a little bit i think that that might open her up to her romance situation ship yeah (laughs) garden you mean the garden She needs a she needs a gardener. (laughs) Yes. Yeah, kind of kind of going back to like what you guys were saying before about Violet stepping back. Um, I can see her being an awesome grandma. (laughs) 
Oh, yeah. absolutely. So, like, we Japanese already saw like a glimpse of it. We did see right. a little bit of that. Yeah. yeah. So oh, think, do we think that is and Anthony's baby? I said did we that. figure that out? Did we figure uh, that out? I don't, I don't think, think so. Daphne's. I think it's Daphne's yeah. baby. They probably okay. went ahead and had a second one. Yeah. 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 I, I truly think Kate will be pregnant or become at some point mm-hmm. yeah season, so. yeah definitely at some point if episode one if they're gonna have a couple of sex scenes and so Listen, they, they, have, sex, that, they so. have sex enough uh, to right, make that happen so. i mean they do I have the we... world's best uh birth control right sarah yes jesus <laughs> yes. <laughs> i know that's right amen <laughs> amen <laughs> Amen. Although the Bible we take is from Hansy Mr. Bridgerton. We say oh, well, <laughs> amen again on that one. And that's finger guns for you right there. Amen. Finger guns. Um, yeah. Finger guns. Um, <laughs> no, I was thinking what you said about them having them. Like, remember when the scene opened up with Anthony, like, doing it with Sienna? I am just thinking, like, are they really going to, like, come out the gate like this next season? Wait, what if like, they do it again? Same tree? What if that's the opening scene? Bruh, I can't. <laughs> same tree. Take me out. Take me out. Yeah. I'm signing off Netflix at that point. Because I'm just like, y'all really <laughs> said Yo, we about to oh, recreate a scene. But before the credits again. What if that's the opening scene, but then in the background we see Colin riding by a horse? <laughs> oh, my God. Nope. nope. Horse. On his horse. On his horse. Yeah. Like. Falling off his horse. Falling off of his horse. Yeah. Oh my God. (laughs) Oh my God. I cannot imagine Colin watching his brother. (laughs) Oh my God. That reminds me Um, of a really good fan fiction. (laughs) You know what would be really funny is if we get a montage of like just sex scenes going between Colin and Penelope and Kate and Anthony and they're just (laughs) keep walking in on each other like, oh shit. And then the next one's (laughs) Kate and Anthony doing it. Colin walks in, he's like, oh shit. The stress. The oh, stress. It's too much. Because they're both hot couples. So it's like the stress for the fan. Like, <laughs> oh my gosh. Why? But I think we definitely think Kate is going to walk in on somebody, right? Yeah. yeah. Or is Kate yeah. Colin and Penelope? I, I think know. it will be Kate. Kate. Yeah. I thought it was be Kate. I think it'll be Anthony because they're never gonna make it easy for him (laughs) (laughs) poor man but what would they be doing i'm just like what would they be doing for them to walk in on like i'm just i know what they'd be doing (laughs) (laughs) we have a few ideas it involves the desk it involves the desk but like are they gonna be in like okay because you know he has like two different studies right he has a study at like aubrey hall and then there's a study at like bridgerton house so like whose house what are they if, doing this at? what if colin and penelope do it in his office oh my god <laughs> yes. Again, i'm signing off signing off i mean Netflix. i think i mean i think that if any couple is going to be like a kinky couple it's got to be colin and penelope absolutely. Sure. absolutely i second that for sure yeah no <laughs> oh my gosh i know I'm, I'm sorry i'm just seeing this oh my jesus <laughs> Sorrows, sorrows, prayers to all you dashing debutantes, flashy rakes, and shunned spinsters. It's time for our buzzful farewell. Take it away, MC. So this week for our buzzful farewell, we're asking a similar question to what we did on the last episode, but it's going to be about Kate and Anthony. So we want to know if Kate and Anthony 
If Kate and Anthony were living in the modern world, what would they be like? And if you haven't already, go check out our social media and leave your answer to this question in the comments. We would love to hear from you. So what do you guys think? Who wants to start? What do you think that Kate and Anthony are going to be in the modern world? Sarah? Since Kate and Anthony are such like um, a power couple, I don't know. They, they're all like both of them are very intense people. Um, and I can kind of see them both being like, uh, lawyers, like having their own law firm. Um, oh yeah, I can see that. And they like to argue. Yeah. Being like bosses. (laughs) And exactly. That's why I picked them. Cause like, (laughs) I think they could both be really good lawyers. Um, they probably win all their cases, man. (laughs) I know. Imagine Kate as a lawyer. I'd be scared to go up against her. (laughs) Yeah. Um, the question is, are they defense lawyers or what's the other one? Uh, like prosecutors yeah that's what it's called oh my god what if i could if they were going up against each other yeah (laughs) oh my god that should be a fanfic oh my god all right bridger b is write a fanfic about that you got my permission (laughs) (laughs) so that's what i think um alondra what do you think i think i see kate being a professor at like a university oh maybe teaching politics or yeah or something else I don't know like woman's studies woman's with Anthony I know that he would definitely be some kind of manager he would run things yeah 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 (laughs) I see him running his own like data analysis company something something like that I don't know (laughs) Mm-hmm. or even two surgeons like them both a surgeon oh that's a good one. Oh my god anthony and like a surgeon too oh my god i don't know <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh my god i'm not gonna lie when you said manager i was thinking like a mcdonald's manager. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god could be you know what he'd probably kill it though yeah <laughs> yeah i'm sure he would all right what about you jp um, I'm going to go off on a really strange limb for Anthony. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I think he's going to be a stay-at-home dad. Aww. <laughs> <laughs> because Anthony stepped up and was the dad for all his siblings when he needed to be, even mm-hmm. though that was very traumatic and hard for him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think at the heart, he's a family man. I just think he, um, kind of doesn't like the fact that that's pressured onto him. I think if he had the choice to do that, that would be different. Mm-hmm. So I think he could be a stay-at-home dad. And I think he'd be a really good stay-at-home dad. Yeah, he would run the household really, really well. Right? I think so. And that's important. Oh, my God. Anthony um, doing chores. Naked. Doing laundry. Naked. Doing laundry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I could see him, like, with a little apron on with a shirt off. You know what I mean? Oh, my Cooking God. My God. Yeah. I, okay, I was in... with Gregory is so sweet. Yeah. I wasn't yeah. just... Sarah, I wasn't just picturing him with a, without a shirt off. Like, oh, I was okay. like picturing like everything off. <laughs> Pretty sure you all do that like every day. Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, and for Kate, I think she's the CEO of a Fortune 500 company. I think she's going to mm. be a ball buster and just kind of run the show. And I think she's a powerful woman. I think all of those things would be great for her. Yeah. So I think it would kind of change their dynamics a little bit, mm-hmm. but I think with the way their dynamics are is just because of the culture at the time. Mm-hmm. So I think mm-hmm. that, that would work for them personally. And Caitlin, what do you think? 
I think that Anthony could be a train conductor with the amount of times that he checks his pocket watch. (laughs) 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 Oh my God. That's cute. Um, That's very cute. But in all seriousness, um, I think he would probably be a businessman or a tradesman or something like that. Um, Mm -hmm. And I think Kate, I think that she would be somebody that runs her own small business, specifically a specialty shop that sells like tea because she's like Uh really into tea. Mm -hmm. I could see her having her own little business too. When you said train conductor, like the Polar Express, (laughs) 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 you know how many times he checks that damn watch? Like it's always (laughs) almost midnight. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> just made he does the check first thing that came to my mind I don't that's hilarious I love it <laughs> God. um Mia what do you think um I think I could see Caitlin being like a, a police officer like Ooh. having a badge I feel mm. like she'd be good at like pulling people over saying hey you did this you shouldn't have done that <laughs> yeah um, <laughs> writing out tickets mm-hmm. um and as far as Anthony I feel like Anthony would be like something that has to do with, I don't know, family or something. I don't know. Running. He's definitely an entrepreneur though. He's running something. He's running something. I don't, I don't know what he's running, but (laughs) he's running something or he could really be, I feel like if he didn't want a lot of pressure, he could be like a, a stay at home dad or something. If he didn't want a lot of pressure and then Caitlin, Mm -hmm. I mean, not Caitlin, but Kate can be, um, the the breadwinner i feel like yeah. that's what they would that dynamic. <laughs> and they would be you fine be with cop. that you know yeah, right. yeah i think he would right. i think he would be okay with her being a cop like he'd be like yeah she's doing it because <laughs> well, it could be some it. like it could be like some sexy foreplay too for them oh, well, yeah always <laughs> also, always need that yeah also she's single-handedly like put those men in their place when they were like in, oh my god exactly mm-hmm. yeah, yeah she could do that for sure what about you, MC? What do you think? Um, so I think that Anthony would be um some type of like he would totally own some a lot of homes, like a homeowner. Like just him in real estate. I don't know. I just picture him like running a whole like property management business oh, where he cool. owns like it's kind of a modern day of what he does. Yeah. yeah. So I was like, I don't know why that came to my, to, to my brain, like right away. Or I was thinking like a firefighter. Cause he like firefighters <laughs> are really sexy. And I think Anthony, <laughs> Jonathan Bailey's just, Oh my God. And then he saved Kate. He saved Kate. And then oh, yeah. you know, he's oh, always yeah. been put in like a situation where he's like, I don't know. I, I could totally see him like just saving a bunch of people. And yeah, then, a lot of people might freeze up in that and he didn't. Right. Yeah. Like, oh, and then I just want to see, I, I just want to see Anthony on a pole, you know, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. That, that's the thing. <laughs> and then I can picture just Kate. Like when I thought about Kate, I'm like, you know what? She's just a boss bitch. And she's probably like a founder of an organization, like a nonprofit organization that's to empower women, like maybe like an organization to help women like that are in abusive situations or poverty or, you know, I just, I don't know, something to help women. That's what I think. Mm -hmm. I like that. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. Thank you so much for, um, for sharing ladies. And Mm -hmm. I hope that everyone, um, writes, 
what they think that Anthony and Kate are going to be in the modern world in the comments. And now it's time for a ton of buzz. What's been going on in the news, JP? So, hey, guys, uh, we don't have a lot of news this week. Um, we are hoping here at Buzz of the Dunn that it is the calm before the storm. Because as you guys know, on June 17th, we are getting um, the Tadam live event, which is going to show us some Bridgerton things. So I'm not going to go over um, as the time of this recording. We haven't had that yet, but we will be making a special episode for the Tadam. Um, event and we're going to be talking all about what happened what we saw what we're disappointed about what we're elated about um and sarah's going to bring her thirsto meter to brazil it's in brazil <laughs> currently so she's going to bring that next week future um, me is really excited yes <laughs> <laughs> i think we got a pretty good response to that i thought it was really funny okay this is um, me this is this is me in the future oh my god did you see what happened we finally <laughs> got that oh my gosh <laughs> manifestation as of, exactly. as of this moment we're really hoping that this is the calm before the storm today's the last day will be in the complete dark and that we will start the floodgates will open and we'll start getting a bunch of stuff so hopefully yes yes um so in other news uh cory milcreast is under new representation he recently signed with wme agency apparently there was a very large um war over being his rep representation so good oh, job wow. Corey. great right. job he out here taking everybody heart right <laughs> King George, good job Corey. um so we like to here at buzz of the town wish him luck on that um there's also been a lot of speculation this week about season four so there was a spotlight that was recently kind of shared of claudia jesse's spotlight for season th four and it showed um, Eloise Bridgerton, she was in all uh, eight episodes of the show. It seems that some people seem to take that as she's the season four lead. Um, I don't necessarily think that that's what it was showing. It did say, however, that season four, and it had the, um, the year 2024 written on it. So rather than waiting to 2025, yeah. that's a little hopeful. Yeah. But she was um, in like all the episodes in season one and two anyways. Exactly. exactly. And that's exactly so, where it was going to go. Yeah. Um, we expect her to be in all eight episodes of season mm -hmm. four, whether or not she's the lead. So, um, yeah, I don't think that but that is confirming anything. If her season is season five, like, wouldn't we want her to like lead up to her, like a lead up to her season, you know? So she, she, yeah, absolutely. She would be. She, I mean, she's been in the all eight episodes of season one and two. So yeah, I, I think, think I, it necessarily I, means anything. I think I said this in a couple, maybe in our season three predictions, but I think that this season is going to be about Penelope and Eloise becoming friends I agree. and then episode or then season four will be about her with her relationship with Philip and then season five will be their romance so. do you think we'll get like a sneak peek of them in season three like of her introducing Philip or Philip being introduced I, hope I, don't, I don't know, know. I think it yeah. depends on that, whose season it is yeah we know that Ruby's not in the season or Marina but I for some reason I feel like Chris Bolton might be in season three I don't know why I yeah. feel like that. I feel like maybe I saw something. He, he's got to make an appearance. No, I yeah, he's making an appearance. When they were we doing all saw something the... this week for sure at a gym. <laughs> yeah, we did. Yeah, okay, but... listen. Oh, yes. Oh, my God. <laughs> I think she'll get Let's... to that. But... I'm sorry. Yeah. 
I feel like I had, I had a flashback for like five when, seconds. When they were filming season three and like all these people were getting um like the behind the shots, like I feel like I saw one of Chris Fulton with I feel like I did too. Life. I just can't place it. So I can't but I, it wasn't I it wasn't for it wasn't for season three though. Somebody confirmed it wasn't for season three. Oh, okay. Hmm. okay. Cause Fife is not in season three. What? You mean That's the guy who plays Fife. What do you mean? The guy who plays Fife. Yeah, he's not in season three. What? Where did we hear this? Yeah, no, that was that was y'all didn't know that. No, I think our predictions are based off of Fife. Yeah, we have a lot of predictions. I know that. I know. I know. That's why I was like when I when I first. Well, actually, when I first came up with those predictions, that was when I first started with the whole Bridgerton thing, thinking that he was going to be in season two, and then they dropped the synopsis for season three. I mean, season three, I thought he was going to be in season three and they dropped the synopsis for season three and she has like totally new suitors. So I was like, so Fife is not even inclusive. No, but I feel like he, the actor would, he's been hyping us up. He's been hyping up like the Fife. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think, I I mean. Mia disagrees. (laughs) No, because I feel like, I I feel like I hadn't seen, I I mean, I haven't seen anything of him. That that was the first thing that I saw. He literally signed the book saying Team Fife. Like, yeah. Why would he say that? I feel like he's saying that because he knows that we have that. Or for, right. Because that was a theory. It was a theory. I'm not saying it's not. Or he would post, like, whenever they were doing, like, all, like, yeah, like you said, Mia, like, they were, we were thought, we were thinking that he was going to be pen, pen suitor, right? So right. Like, right. Who was their cell phone? Doing all this art, and I remember him reposting something about, like, I think that's what I'm saying, but I remember him saying that he's not, I, I could have sworn I saw a post of him saying that he wasn't in season three. I swear he said that. We will follow up on this, guys, and we'll let you know. <laughs> yeah, because I can't remember if it was like an interview or something, but I swear he was like, I'm not in season three. I might be getting him mixed up with the guy who plays Jack, but I don't, I don't think, I would have sworn okay. if I would have heard that, but I don't, I don't know. Yeah, we'll have to look at that. I don't remember that hearing sure. that um but speaking so of season four and our possible leads for season four and uh we did kind of point on this a little bit there was a video released uh this week of chris fulton at the gym and it was um magnificent so i think we should definitely add that <laughs> to the thirstometer yeah <laughs> Beautiful, beautiful man. It was like watching porn. I'm, I'm not even playing. <laughs> it was almost indecent. He was just at the gym. How many times? It was very <laughs> decent porn. Like it was just beautiful <laughs> porn. Like it's like yeah. a workout of the arms. But I kept going all the way down. <laughs> <laughs> he just, he's just, he's hot. There are people oh, out there who so actually say he's not hot. Like, yeah, people are blind. People are ridiculous. I don't understand. But that's what Shonda does. You know, she like glows up the main character the main leads like when it's their season of course he has like those mud and like what are they called the little little por- por- yeah, like, yeah. he was hot in season two yes, they they did. thank they you did give me. him a little glow up they, they gave did. him a cute little glow like, up plant um, daddy yeah plant daddy exactly plant a lot dad. of people are are all in daddy. plant daddy um, but also with speculation for season four, uh, if you check on IMDb, which if anybody wants to look on IMDb and see if um, the actor that plays Lord Fife is on the list for season three, that might be a good time to do that. I, ooh. 
Y'all trying to prove me wrong? No, I that's fine. I'm all good with that. Love you. Well, when y'all see, no, I'm just playing. I really don't remember. I don't remember. I feel like Maybe I'm you have a mixed up with Corey. But... No, I think I have a mixed up with Jack because Jack did say he wasn't coming back. No, no, and but... I, or or Colin or Co- or what's his Jack. name? Jack. I call them Corey Colin. right now. Yeah, Colin. Colin's not gonna be. <laughs> no, Colin, the guy who plays Colin. Colin. I call him. But it's um Callum Lynch. I don't Callum know. Callum Lynch. He's the one, he played Theo Sharp. Yeah. Oh, okay. He yeah. said he wasn't he, coming back, but that makes sense though. Um, but on IMDb, Luke Thompson is the only cast member that is currently mm-hmm. listed for season four. Um, along else, with another man Caitlin? that plays a doctor. Who so. else, Caitlin? Caitlin, I think. <laughs> Caitlin and I uh, think. MC and Caitlin did some clowning this week. I'll let them explain. <laughs> Caitlin and I Caitlin's think- dying. <laughs> I can't even say it. Wait, what happened? I Wasn't it something it about sure. him being like his love interest? Or <laughs> yeah, that he's, that he's in love with the eye doctor because it says optics, oh. optics gentleman. I'm like, he went to the doctor and got it down. Yeah, three, and he's a much older man. He's handsome though. Yeah. Yeah. Much older. It's like the only other cast in the list. It was just yeah. maybe, <laughs> maybe Sophie's gonna be like, ooh, an obstetri- an obstetri- a male obstetrician this time or whatever. <laughs> oh. Wait, who are y'all talking about? <laughs> if you look on IMDb, there's only two cast members. It's Luke Thompson for season four, Luke Thompson, and another guy that's like an, an obstetrician or something. Oh lord! <laughs> it's just them too. Yeah, it's just them too. It's just them too. And like me and Kayla are like, we're, he's in love with that man. He's in love with the eye doctor. I am done. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, MC, what did you say about the basement? The basement. <laughs> you say it. His name is Johnny. He's going to play Henshaw Optics and Gentleman. <laughs> but he, he, him and Luke Thompson are the only ones in like the IMDb season four. So there you go. I can just see like Luke you heard Thompson it here going to the everyone. eye doctor and like looking yeah. through the optical right. things. And he's like, oh my God, your eyes are beautiful, doctor. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god! Oh, you heard it. I would be completely interviews. fine if they made Benedict gay. I think that would be great. But um, <laughs> I don't know. About I mean, the it would. Doctor. Where it would, would definitely from? bring. It would definitely bring. It would well, definitely he, bring more people to the show. He recognized the eyes through the masquerade mask. Ooh! Uh, you know, <laughs> oh my god! You know, so I mean, if you use like because doctors were working men and Benedict was a gentleman, working men mm-hmm. would still not be in his class. So that would be a class beneath him, like Sophie's exactly so just saying just who would need glasses? <laughs> they would need glasses maybe they'll get colin glasses because he hasn't seen penelope listen please <laughs> that's who needs the glasses get colin some glasses now <laughs> Be like, that's just because luke Newton looks pretty in glasses <laughs> yeah, yeah. Bridgerton, season <laughs> three colin gets glasses uh even if it just wears them oh. in like an evening or a morning or something or like reading oh. yeah anything anything beautiful oh, oh that would be nice to just break out some glasses just oh my god <laughs> flip them open all right so going on with our news so our biggest news that we have been kind of holding back a little bit for you guys um we actually have four honeys 
um, over two different weeks, but four honeys in total that will be going to London soon, going to see The Shape of Things. Uh, Whoa, new play. Yes. Yeah, yeah. We are there for <laughs> you. I go to London, I shop at the mall. We're going to support our <laughs> man for sure. Notice um, me and Caitlin are not cheering. <laughs> we will be we will be with you in spirit. Yes. yes. Give yes. give Luke a hug for us. Yes. yes. We will try. Big old squeeze. We will we'll and you know try. what else. But yeah, you know what else. <laughs> I'm not squeezing anything. I'm not going to gel. I'm going to respect this man. Whoa, well, no, I never said that. I never said that. I meant Many like a, a big warm that. hug. A big warm I'll hug. A, nice warm hug. a very um appropriate a respectful yes. hug. consensual hug yes, yes. <laughs> um so over the next few weeks you can't expect some absences from our honeys so um next episode um alondra and i will be missing so go ahead and wish us luck on that little trip and then the week after that alondra and i will be back and mc and mia will be missing Woo! I am and so and I will be here the whole time. No. It's okay. We'll it's all here. love. It is yes. love. No, we're so happy for you guys. Actually, yeah. though, like to even have like one of you guys going, we have four of you going. That's amazing. I can't wait. Yeah. To no one is it. allowed to wash their hands until I meet you guys in person. <laughs> and I can say you guys touched Girl. his hand. Um, actually, <laughs> please do. I can't. <laughs> I'm a nurse. I wash my hand like 20 times a day. Just like um, put like a scarf and a you know. Never mind. Yeah, yeah I'm definitely gonna have on like a jacket. So I'm trying to figure out, like, I'm trying to, like, rub my shoulder Which, on his deck. Oh, yeah. my God. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm like, okay, Luke, Super come on. Sorry. Come on <laughs> I did make Luke a little card, so please give that yes. to him for me. I did, too, but I'm yeah. hoping it makes it there in time. You will be there in spirit for sure. Um, and we'll I have too many things on my list. We have yeah. to make sure we give things to Luke for you guys. And then Ansley wants me to find her a man. So I don't <laughs> know what we're going to do. Alondra and I are going to try yeah. to find our own men. Yeah, for sure. Yes. We're going to come back yeah. with husbands. I'm coming back um, with a man for sure. <laughs> man with a British accent, please. Thank you. Yes. Me yeah, like, I ain't leaving until I come back with a man. Not until, <laughs> yes. So, uh, just one more thing. So, because we're going to be in London next week, uh, the ton of buzz will not be around next week, but we will bring this back for you um, as soon as we can. So, the week after, go ahead and expect our little news segment. Um, and then, of course, again, just another reminder, ta-da, we will be having a special episode for that, so keep an eye out. Uh, we're going to try to get that out to you as soon as possible after we get our live event on Saturday. Yes. Um, so what do you have for us in social media, Caitlin? Okay. First of all, um, Sarah and I just really want to say thank you for all of the lovely birthday messages yes. you guys left for us. That was yeah. really sweet. Thank you. Um, yeah, lots of love from everybody, so thank you for that. 29? Um, <laughs> Sorry, that's from New Girl. 29? <laughs> that's how old I am. Okay. <laughs> oh, you oh, you just turned 29. Yeah, girl. Yes. 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 If you didn't know, Sarah's the last birthday. One. Well, at the time of recording this, Sarah's birthday was yesterday. Yeah. And my birthday is in two days from now. Yeah, mm-hmm. so, on Tadum Day, I which I'm so excited about. So yeah, happy birthday for your birthday. 
Hopefully yeah. we get a date and that'll the be best like the best birthday, birthday present. present. Hopefully we get Absolutely. a date, a sneak peek, a poster, mm-hmm. a surprise All of it. visit We're asking for a lot. live video from Luke. I won't so settle anything less. Anything. Yes. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. So we've been getting lots of messages from lovely fans. Um, we actually got one from a lovely lady named Sammy and she lives in England and she was telling me about how much she loves our podcast. And I just wanted Aww. to say, mm-hmm. I just think you. it's so Yay. surreal. Yeah, it really is. People from yeah. around the world listening to us. Like that just blows my mind. So thank you for all your lovely messages. And anybody in England, I would like to apologize right now for my not great British accent. <laughs> okay. <laughs> mine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, butcher in mind. It's try. not perfect. Quite lovely. It's definitely, it's not. I don't think it's horrific, but it's definitely not perfect. It's not great. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's wonderful, JP. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. And we're also very jealous of you, Sammy, because you're closer to Luke Newton than us. So. <laughs> yes, you live there. You live there, man. Mm-hmm. And I mean, don't forget, mm-hmm. England is not a big island. No, it's not. It's not. <laughs> it's really not. They may have overtaken the world, but they're not that big. No. <laughs> Um, we did get a message from Lady Penn on TikTok. She wanted us to talk about what we thought about uh, Francesca's storyline in season three. So I know we had talked like too much about Francesca, but I was like, hey, we should probably talk about this. So what do you guys think of Francesca in the upcoming season? Like, what do you think her storyline might be? So I think Francesca, um, we're going to get like, a part, the part of her book that we never got. So in the, her book is about her second marriage. I think we're going to see her first marriage. And I think we have like confirmed photos of that or something. We're pretty, I yeah, think most people are in it. Yeah, she's like, she yeah. was like thing in the carriage with this, um, with this other man. And now yeah. actually mm-hmm. going with them. Yeah. I think she's going to be the diamond of the season. I think she will too. Yeah. I think mm-hmm. she's going to like automatically get a lot of suitors and john is going to be one of them and hopefully we see michael too yes yeah that'd be great the goal yeah i think everybody wants to see michael (laughs) i I feel like i feel like the guy that we saw yes it's possibility that that is definitely john the way it was set up um but i was thinking about her as far as being the diamond because remember they the gold has said that that's not the name this season so i don't know the emerald, oh, I, the emerald. Yeah, there's I think the there emerald. is a diamond or i think there is a diamond and i think she's going to the queen is going to name penelope something else oh you think penelope's going to be but you know penelope's already out i know but for some reason i feel like the queen is going to build a friendship with him <laughs> and uh, just me just speculating if you tell no, me it's an interesting theory. This information from no, it's, me, like, no, it's an interesting theory. Like, it is an interesting theory i agree um, yeah um, i one thing I, yeah one thing that we haven't really heard about um i mean everybody always speculates that colin's gonna have this friendship that friendship this sibling's gonna help him and this sibling's gonna help him i think that francesca is probably gonna be a pretty big part of season three if only for the fact that it wants to introduce us to hannah dodd and the new actor we haven't really got yeah. a lot of Francesca so far. So I think her and Colin are probably going to be pretty close at length. That'd be cool. Yeah. I agree. Mm. I can see that. I think yeah. I definitely can see that. I just, I really want to see like, Michael. I just need to know who Michael yeah. is. <laughs> Do you think that he's already cast? Yes. I, I yeah. know that for a fact. I And I only said yeah. that I know that for a fact because 
of the way that they casted the other leads, well, other characters in the show. So yeah. I remember yeah, they were kept quiet. she was casted like in season one. And mm-hmm. like, like Sharitha said, she was ca- Colin Lynch, the guy who plays Thea. Oh, and then Sharitha yeah. said she was casted in season one. So she had, mm-hmm. they got the role in season one and then they came. So they already foresee who these people are. I just want to know what Shonda did because I know she picked somebody. Mm-hmm. I just know someone... she picked somebody great. I know she did. Yeah, of course she well, did. Yeah. Look at the men we have so far. Exactly. Yeah. I feel like her mind is wrong. Or minds are going to be blown. I'm yeah. just like, because when you think about Francesca's story, just like, also, who is going to do this? Who's that, <laughs> who is that man? I need to know his name. I need to know his name now. I wonder, I wonder which um, which scenes they had him audition for. Listen! <laughs> and now that they have their Francesca, they could have done I know. Um, like, I know that's what chemistry. I'm saying. Like, they probably had to do like a chemistry test. I'm just that's like, what I'm oh saying. my god! But just to pair it on your point, Mia, too. I remember seeing that uh, Simone Ashley was like she had the part, couldn't tell anybody, and all her friends were coming to her, being like, mm-hmm. "Watch Bridgerton, it's so great." And she's like, "Oh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah." She can say anything. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, when does Simone get her part, season one? I think yeah, I think so. Most of the people who got their the, who got the role like in season before? two, they got it like a year before. Okay. So I know she casted. She's Michael. If 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 she if he's if Francesca is season five, he's he's here. He exists. But he's he has to be introduced <laughs> with John, right? He could possibly be introduced either with John. We could kind of like how they did Philip in season one. So. We didn't know of Philip until season one, and then and then like, and then you like you see a sneak peek of him, yeah. and then and then in season two you get more of a little bit more of a backstory with him. She could introduce him like like that in that's, season. That's three. a good idea. Like that's a, a snippet point. of him in season three, like maybe they like as she's getting scene. into the yeah, like as he's getting into the carriage with John, she can be like he can be in the carriage, and she's like, oh, who are you? And he's like, I'm Michael. Michael Stern. <laughs> Oh my god! I'm sorry. I'm just like I. That moment will well, put me on the flow. I will be on well, the flow. Well, wasn't yeah. wasn't Michael like really in love with Francesca? Francesca, yes. Wow. Was. From the very beginning, was, yeah. From the yeah, beginning, so, like when he first saw her. Oh yeah. So, so then I, we will see him then. That's what I mean. That's what I, I'm yeah. saying. I feel like we're gonna see all of them. But it's not gonna be a big clip. And it's gonna be little. It's gonna yeah, be a small, right. like, like it's gonna or be even a, a letter. Thing. We might not even see him. Yeah, it might not even be Maybe like it might be a red hair or mm-hmm. like Penelope said a red herring here. Like it might be like something small, but it's not gonna be big. I mean, I, do you guys do you guys think he's gonna be one of the newer guys coming into the picture? I know that they have names, but I feel like they might be fake names. Honestly, it sounds <laughs> no. kind of weird. I, Okay. No, because e- even even with Sophie, I'm pretty sure she's casted too, but we yeah. just don't know. You yeah. know, I mean yeah. I have speculation of like who it might be, but but you know, so I f- I feel like they're just not showing us any of the leads. So maybe Caitlin, that theory that we had about Benedict with the eye doctor's wrong. <laughs> I am not <laughs> <laughs> I think anybody could have said that. I mean, <laughs> I ain't mad about it. It's fine. I can let it go. We did it. I I think DJ she dropped 
DJ did tell me, well, another uh, Bridgerton fan, she did tell me like there was a snippet of like a girl who was around, I think she was like at an event that Shonda was having and they were throwing around that she might've been Sophie, but I don't, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I'm not exactly oh. for sure, but I, I, I'm just really interested to see who this man is going to be like. I just love that we're speculating two seasons two seasons in advance. (laughs) I know it's because of that story. Gonna survive. (laughs) It's that story. Like his day story is like it's like it's like romancing Mr. Bridgerton times two. Like Mm, their story is like um, Fifty Shades. That's their story. Yes, really. I haven't read the book. I know what happens, and like I've watched enough videos to kind of like know, but. And I think, Mia, I was in one of your lives when you were reading part of the book. I did. And I tried so, to not give too much away, but it was very well, hard. I, I feel like one season three, it's just, I've just been too obsessed with season three. I'm like, oh, no, yeah, it's hard to do season that. three drops. I'll watch that a shit ton of times. And then I'll just like focus on all the other Bridgertons. Yeah, yep. I feel that. So now we're going to move on to our most recent post about what we think Kate and Anthony will be, could be in the real modern world. So I'm just going to go over some of the ideas that some people had. So Melody Davies on Instagram said that Kate could be a head teacher and Anthony a CEO that helps support male grief and mental health and maybe do TED Talks. I I love that. Ooh, I like the TED Talks thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I could tell um, a lot of people said CEO. They mm-hmm. a lot of people said lawyers for both of them, which I think like who, that who had that, that idea? That was me. That was me. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So lots of people had that as their idea as well. Um, there's so many comments. I I can't mention everybody, but yeah. So CEO lawyers. Um, Mama Pollinator said competing lawyers potentially going up against each other. That's I'm like, I, I need that fanfic. <laughs> that fanfic. There are a lot of the fanfic. Come on, you guys. A lot, a lot yeah. of the responses had a lot of potential for fanfics. Yeah. Yeah. And then um Cravion or Cravion, sorry if I say your names wrong. Um, on TikTok, she said academic rivals fighting for the top spot of the class and being forced <laughs> to work together on a project. <laughs> That is again, a never ever plot. Man, that's thick. cute. Please. I was just about to say that's never that's have I ever. That's literally that Damien, sounds like Damien a ben. like an early two thousands movie. <laughs> I love it. I want it. That's great. Okay. Um. Also, we posted a blooper video yesterday. <laughs> well, at the time of recording, and we're just. I just want to say thank you guys for all of your hilarious comments because we have a lot of fun recording these episodes and there's a lot more bloopers so if you guys like the bloopers we can continue giving you bloopers yeah let us know if you like them yeah we have a funny yeah, one from do. when i tried recording my thirstometer too that was- <laughs> oh, the oh my gosh. gosh that was really hard <laughs> to record. that was hard to get through for sure really we all hard. had to like mute our mics and sarah had to like <laughs> not look at us <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. that was really yeah. hard yeah but I got through it, so I'm glad you guys like the thirstometer. We'll continue <laughs> yeah, that segment really in the future. Yes. And then lastly, again, our friend um, Sadi Hernandez. I'm so sorry if I say your name wrong. Please correct me if I'm wrong. 
Um, she made us made another video about us, and I'm obsessed with it. It's we so love cute. you, girl. It's so cute. Thank you so much, Thank you. Thank you again. So cute. You are and very so creative. creative. Yeah. Oh my god. It was very yeah. well so creative. done. It was. Yeah, it was it really, really good. was. It reminds me yeah. of like one of those little infomercials you see on the TV and they're like, you're sitting on the couch and you go and you're like, oh my God, where's the time? I don't know. And it's like, it was just, <laughs> yeah. I loved that. Like, it was, yeah. awesome. it was literally like a commercial. I loved it. Very it was, cute. it was very cute. If you haven't much. seen it, thank she, you. She um made it like made a video about us shouting her out on the podcast. So yeah. maybe she'll make another one for this one. <laughs> I know it's like a loop. <laughs> right, don't burn like, the chicken, girl. Just right. Don't burn your don't chicken. Don't feel this time. like you have to, girl. You don't have yeah, to. Make no, absolutely. But we just we want to say thank though, you for, for your sure. little shout out. That was really sweet of you. Yeah. Yeah. And we really, we really love that kind of stuff. We mm-hmm. freak out when we see it. Like, oh my god, somebody made a video about us. I know. I got it's the great. notification. So, I was like into the chat instantly. I was like, oh my god, you guys, look at this. She made it for us yeah. again. It's amazing. We actually freak out like that for real. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Thank you so much again. That was amazing. And that is everything for social media for this week. Well, thank you everyone for listening to our fifth episode of our podcast. We couldn't have done it without all of our Bridger Bees listening and showing us support. We appreciate you taking time out of your day to listen to us. As always, you can follow us on Instagram and TikTok at Buzz of the Ton. We hope that you enjoyed this episode and that you'll come back for episode six, where we will talk about our most recent Bridgerton couple, Charlotte and George. After all, what do ladies do best? Be the Buzz of the Ton. Bye. Bye, everyone. Bye. Bye. Bye.